Welcome to Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. This program features the preaching and teaching of Corey Ramirez, the pastor of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. In God's Word, you will find the encouragement needed for today. And now, here is Pastor Ramirez. John chapter 20 is our text today. Uh, The title of the message is, What Christ's Resurrection Means Today. Or if you want to make it more personal, what's it mean to you is the way you can title this. What Jesus Christ's resurrection means to you. You know, as a pastor, and maybe some here have experienced this, I've talked to people. Uh, I try to witness and just, you know, get to know people. And I, I talk to a lot who just don't, they don't see the importance of the Bible anymore. I'll just put it that way. And they don't read it. They don't study it. And even the resurrection of Christ. And by the way, some of them are good questions. I'm not ridiculing some of the questions they have. Because they're good questions. And I think we, in the Bible we have answers to those questions. But we find a lot of people just don't see the importance of the resurrection today in 2022. And this morning, that's what I want to show you. I want to show you it's important. And it means something to you. Obviously, it's important because Christ is alive, and we'll talk about that. But there's some practical here, too. There's a lot that will help you through on a daily basis when you begin to really not only understand that Christ is alive, but you live knowing He's alive. It'll give you strength. As as the song we just sang, there's hope there. And so this morning, I want to give you three thoughts from this passage, uh, John chapter 20. We're going to see what the resurrection means today from John chapter 20. And I pray that God will encourage us and provide the teaching that he has uh, for each of us. So let's go back to John chapter 20. And let's look here at this passage because we're going to go through it a little bit and uh, see what we find here. Beginning uh, in John chapter 20, beginning in verse Uh, 11, it says here, But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. So here's what we have. We have, uh, just to give a little bit of context this morning before we get into our three thoughts, uh, we have a situation where we have Mary, who's here at the grave. You know, I always find it interesting. It wasn't the apostles who were the last ones at the cross and the first ones at the grave. It was the ladies who were following him. They were faithful, and they loved him. And Mary was one of those. As far as Mary's concerned, she was someone who I believe understood the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. If you're saved here this morning, you understand the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. How you've been forgiven of your sin. He's forgiven you of your mistakes. He's given you a new life. He's given you a new direction. And that's something Mary understood. And so when Christ was taken... Obviously, I'm sure she was distraught. When she witnessed what happened to him on the cross, I'm sure it just broke her heart. And then those three days while he's in the grave, I'm sure there was all sorts of questions and confusion. Uh, I'll be the first to tell you, you it's so easy to look and say, well, she should have just had faith. Uh, She should have just believed. Christ had had said, you know, uh, I'm going to come back. I'm going to rise three days. But keep this in mind, none of the others had faith either. They were all struggling with faith. And I can just speak for myself this morning. I'm sure I would have struggled with it too. Because I look at my own life and there's times I struggle with faith on things that I should. I look and say, you know, I should trust God with this. I'm just struggling with it. And so she struggled with faith here. And the Bible tells us she's hurting. She's weeping here at the grave. She's just not sure what's taken place. And so we find a situation where someone is broken hearted. Someone's broken hearted. And maybe there's someone here this morning that's like that. Maybe there's something that's happened in your life. 
Maybe someone in your life. Maybe there's just a burden in your heart. Well, this morning, I hope this will be an encouragement to you. Let me give you three thoughts here on what the resurrection means to us today. Uh, And we're going to look at this. Here's the first one. It means that you have help. That's the first that I want to give to you. It means you have help. Let's go to the verse, and let's see what happens here. We find Mary at the grave, and verse 12 says, And seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Okay, so she peeks in the grave. And by the way, she doesn't really get... She sees something incredible. Uh, I couldn't imagine seeing angels. You know, who knows? The Bible says we, we might entertain them unaware, so maybe we've seen them and we don't know. But it's clear here that she had seen two angels. Isn't it interesting that still didn't clear up the confusion? It still didn't clear it up. She still had some questions. And Christ is going to clear that up for her. But she sees the angels in here and she peeks in. And she's still discouraged. She's still still wondering where the body is because she's not certain and she's not sure. And so we move on here and it says in verse 13, They say unto her, Woman, uh, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord. And I know not where they have laid him. Isn't that a... A wonderful remark by Mary. They've taken away my Lord. Is Jesus your Lord today? Is He your God? Have you received Him as your Savior? We'll talk more about that here in a minute. But that's, that's her Lord. And she's hurting now. Because she's not sure what to expect or what's going to happen. And then it says here in verse 14, And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew now that, that it was Jesus. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. So let me give you a few thoughts here, okay, on help for today. Here's the problem we find with Mary. She's hurting. She has sorrow. She, she's carrying a burden now. Uh, it's clear Mary loved the Lord. We don't find someone here who's in sin or who's done anything wrong. Uh, she may have had a lack of faith, but we all struggle with faith. And by the way, God didn't rebuke her for this. God encouraged her. Uh, but what we find is a, a, a lady who is just struggling here. She'd been saved. Her life had been changed, but now it's been turned upside down. Uh, by the way, tragedy strikes quick sometimes, okay? You can go to bed one day, and the next day your whole life is turned upside down. That's how life is. And we're going to find where we find help with Christ. Her life had been changed drastically. Now she's struggling. And as far as Mary, she's confused. You know what happens with confusion? When you're confused, you can be discouraged. Uh, When you're confused, you can be angry even or saddened. Because that's what confusion does. And, And here she's confused over what's going on. And we find Jesus Christ appearing unto her. Now, let me share something with you I I think I find interesting, and maybe you will too. I think this was what we call a detour. Now, what I mean by this, for for our sake, now Christ knew exactly what he was doing, okay? Notice what he tells her in verse 17. He says, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and send to them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and go to my God and your God. Okay, so he's, he's alive. He's come out of the grave. But he has yet to ascend all the way into heaven where we find later in the book of Hebrews it talks about it and other scriptures where he presents himself to God, the Father, as far as the sacrifice being complete, the blood of Christ in heaven. He's yet to do that. Now later when he returns, he tells him to touch his hands and he encourages him to touch the side. 
Why? Because he had come back. You know what this tells us? It tells us he made a detour on the way. Why? For Mary. That's why he did it. She was hurting. She was struggling. And he goes to her there at the grave. And by the way, the Lord knows your problems, knows your troubles, your, your troubles. He doesn't miss those. He's aware of your life. And he was aware of what was going on in Mary's life. And evidently, she needed some encouragement at this time. Have you ever needed some encouragement? God knows when you need encouragement. I, I've had times where I needed encouragement. And, and out of nowhere, someone will call me that I hadn't talked to maybe. Or I didn't give a thought. And we start talking, I'm encouraged. I can't help but think that God put them on my heart. Or put me on their heart. I got that backwards there. Put me on their heart. And they called. I've even had people say that. You know, God's burdened me for so and so. And they call and encourage him. God knew when she needed to be encouraged. And so what we find here is he, he makes what we call a detour. Oh, he was concerned for Mary. He realized that she was hurting. And he's there to help. You know, this morning, here's the practical point we'll take from this. God is there for you, just like he's there for Mary. And if you're hurting today, he knows you're hurting. If you've got a burden, if you've got a, a burden in your heart, and, and it may be something personal, maybe something at work, maybe something with family, maybe something spiritual, whatever the case may be, go to God with that. Seek his help. He's there to help you. That's what he does. He helps people. You know, in his ministry, Jesus Christ helped people. You know, it's kind of interesting. Someone pointed out, you'll, you'll never find him turning anyone away in the scriptures. Those that went away without Christ or unhealed left because of their own will, their own desire. He didn't turn any away. And everyone that came to him, he healed. You know, he had a 100% healing record. Could you imagine a doctor who had that? Now, I think, I, I'm thankful for our doctors today and nurses and those in the medical field. Because of the, of the work they put in, it's a blessing. But could you imagine a doctor with a 100% record, no failing, everyone that goes is healed? And not just in one area, their whole health, he can help with anything. See, Jesus Christ helps. That's what he does. And he'll help you this morning. Now think of your life today. Think of maybe your concerns, your issues. You know, we're all different. You know, there's some things that will tempt somebody that will not tempt someone else. What I mean by that is we all have our weaknesses. We all have areas where we struggle. Uh, let me give you an example. You know what? Uh, I'll share one. I'll, I'll confess mine this morning, as they say here. Uh, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I've never had a problem with alcohol. Just never had. Never had an interest in it. Never had. I have friends, though, who, who do, who have had that problem. But I can tell you this, I can walk by a table and I can gain 10 pounds just looking at food, you know. So I have a problem with that. I can tell you that. And i got to work on my diet and, and work on that. So that's, my, that's one of my weaknesses, folks. We all have weaknesses. God can help us with those. God can help you with your weaknesses. He can help you as far as your temptations, your trials, your troubles. That's what he's there for. And if they're yours, they're real. And they're something you need help with. Mary needed help. She was hurting. And God was there to help her. Here's my second thought here this morning. The resurrection tells us that there is hope. There is hope. Let's go back to this passage here. In verse uh, 15, Jesus saith unto her, a woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And she, supposing him to be the gardener, saith unto him, Sir, if thou have borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And Jesus saith unto her, Mary, and she turned herself. I've often wondered what caught her attention here. Maybe it was the way he said it. 
his voice, and she turned, and she now recognized him. Notice what she says here. She said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. And Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. He says, But go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascended to my Father, and your Father, and to my God, and your God. So, here's what we find now. She's went from getting help to now having hope. Christ is alive. Amen? Praise the Lord. He's alive today. And that's the hope that she had now. Oh, he's not dead. She didn't need to look for his body anymore. He's right in front of her. You see, she has hope. And now she has direction. Someone pointed out once that if you don't have any hope in life, eventually you're going to find yourself into some trouble. And I think we have a lot of people in this world that are without hope. They're without hope for tomorrow, without hope for the future. And so that's why they live for today. That's why they make the decisions they do. You know, when you have Christ in your life, there's hope. Why? Because first off, we find him giving direction. Giving direction to Mary. You see, there was a purpose now for Mary. There there was a plan in place. And the death of Christ didn't change those things. Because he's alive now. And he tells Mary, he said, first off, he says, go and tell the others. Now, you notice Mary obeyed. I mean, she went right away. You know, when you read through the rest of the passage, the others, they didn't believe her. They, They just weren't sure. That was their lack of faith. But you know what? She obeyed. She went forward. And she did exactly what God wanted her to do. We find in verse 18, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. Have you ever had news that you just wanted to tell someone about? You just had to go tell them, go, go share it with them? That's what she had. Uh, I imagine she made a beeline. She knew exactly where they were, and she's going to go tell them. Guess what? You won't believe who I just saw. He's alive. We don't have to go look for his body anymore. He's not in the tomb. He spoke to me, and I spoke to him. He's alive. And that's what she shared with him. Oh, they struggled a little bit. But she now has hope. You see, that's what Christ does when he's in your life. He gives you hope for tomorrow. He gives you hope as you go forward in life. And here's some thoughts on Christ's ministry today. You know, as far as Christ, look for strength in him. Okay, look for strength in him. Uh, Let's go over to John chapter 15, if you would. I'm going to go back. And John chapter 15, I want to read a passage to you. Uh, This is the words of Christ here, and this is his teachings to his apostles. In verse 1, he says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye the branches, he that abideth in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. You know, that passage there, those are the words of Christ to his apostles. And that passage, if applied, that's where you find strength. That's where you're going to find encouragement as you go forward. Abiding in Christ. Now that word abide means to, to dwell or to remain, is what it means. Uh, this morning you probably have a place where you physically abide. Now you might not use that word, but it's somewhere where you live. It's your home. It's a place you reside. Spiritually, we're to abide with Christ. See, that's the teaching here. We're to abide with Christ. And you say, Pastor, well, how do I abide with Christ? Well, first you've got to know Christ to abide with Him. And that begins with what we would call salvation. You see, Jesus Christ conquered death in the grave. 
He did something that no other person can do. I cannot do that. You don't have the power to do that. No one else has the power to conquer death in the grave. That's what he did when he arose. And the Bible teaches that those that put their faith in Christ live in Christ. In other words, we trust in his sacrifice. We trust in his work. And once you're saved, you belong to Christ. And once you belong to Christ, then your Bible teaches that you're saved. Now, as far as salvation, the Bible teaches repent and believe. Repent and believe, that's a message Jesus taught, John the Baptist taught. You'll find Paul teaching that. What that means, that word repent means to turn. It's a turning from. In other words, whatever you put in your trust in. By the way, everyone has faith. We all have faith. Sometimes that faith is just misplaced. Whatever you're putting your faith in, you've got to turn from and put your faith in God. And receive Him as your Savior. Believe on Him. I hope and pray you're saved here this morning. The Bible teaches that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In other words, he's not going to reject anyone who repents and believes. So this morning, if you ask Christ into your heart to be your Savior, you shall, you'll be saved. And I hope and pray that's the case. hope and pray you've settled that. Because once you're saved, you belong to God. And that leads to the next step. You can now abide with Him through prayer. You know, it's good to pray. And we can pray in the name of Christ, and that's how you abide with Christ. You pray. How about obeying Him? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Uh, The best way to keep His commandments is to know Him. Start with reading the Word. Read as much as possible. The more you know, the closer you can get to God. And obey Him. Keep His commandments. Live for Him. And, And then just trust Him. Put your faith in Him. Seek His direction and trust Him in your life. So look to Christ for strength. That's how you find the strength in Christ. And then live for Christ. Obey Him. Follow Him. And then here's another one. Let others know about Christ. Share Christ with others. Uh, I have friends and family that I pray for every day. And if you get an opportunity to share Christ with somebody, share it with them. Let, Let them know what He's done for you. And how wonderful He is. And let Him know that He's alive. And because He's alive, uh, you can have life as well. Here's the thought, though. Hope. We find hope in the resurrection. Because Christ is alive. Let me give you an illustration this morning and share a thought with you on this. Uh, The late W.E. Sangster was a British pastor for many years. And towards the end of his life, uh, he lost his voice. I couldn't imagine that as a pastor. Losing your voice. I mean, that's... What you've used to declare God, of course, through the years and proclaim Christ. But he lost his voice due to a disease that he had in the 1950s. And as he recognized this coming on and the the end getting near, that's when he began to throw himself into a writing ministry. He began to do a lot of writing and a lot of praying because he couldn't use his voice like he once used to. And he his prayer to God, he said, God, he said, uh, here's his prayer. He said, let me stay in the struggle, Lord. I don't mind if I can no longer be a general. Just give me something to do. And I think that should be our prayer at all times, that God would just allow us to be part of his work. Uh, But as he was nearing the end of his life, actually the last Easter Sunday he spent here on earth, uh, he woke up that morning, and here's what he said. He said, it is terrible to wake up on Easter morning and have no voice with which to shout, he is risen. But then he concluded with this. He said, but it would be still more terrible to have a voice and not want to shout. And think about that for a moment. If you're saved, you can shout, praise God, he's alive. I hope that's something you can shout this morning. That you can praise the Lord for his resurrection. Because you have hope. You have a future with the Lord. And here's my final one. You have a heaven to look forward to. That's eternity. 
You know what we find in John chapter 20? Notice where Christ was going. It says here in verse 17, he says, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. He's going to heaven. That's where he's heading. He's heading to heaven. That's where he's going. Now, he's gonna, we know he came back to meet with the apostles. After 40 days, he ascended again. But at the moment, he's going to heaven is where we find. Now, here's a few thoughts. First, this is confirmation that there is a heaven. Confirmation that there is a heaven. Now, I have never been to heaven. And I am very, you know, I doubt a lot of what's out there. I'm just one of those people that doubts. You know, people that say they went to heaven and saw this in a dream. Uh, I'm not so sure about those things. I'm just very skeptical on those things. But I will tell you this, uh, there is a heaven. I believe it's there. Because Christ says it's there. And he went there. And that's where he's from. Uh, let me give you an illustration on this. I have never been to New York City. Maybe someone here has. I never have. But I don't doubt it's there. Just because I haven't been there. It's there. i got someone from New York City here. You see, I take his word for it. I believe him. And I believe others. There's also a heaven. A little bit different than New York City. And I believe it's there because Christ has said so. He says, I'm from there. I came here. Now I've gone back. You see, what we find is it's His Word. It's His promise. Now if you believe Christ arose from the dead, you're going to have no problem believing there's a heaven. Because He's alive today. And He says, I have been there. I'm going to come back and I'm going to return. So what we find is Jesus Christ gives us what we call hope in heaven. Hope for a future. Now as far as the comfort here, the Bible teaches that wherever Christ is, eventually we'll be with Him. Okay? Now, He's with us today here on earth. But wherever He's at in the future, we'll be with Him. And if you know Christ, you belong to Christ, that's your future as well. Uh, the Apostle Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. In other words, when we enter into eternity... Now, I'd rather see the Lord return. But if the Lord calls upon us to enter into eternity before then... Death is a separation. It's a separation of your, your soul, your spirit from your body. And with that separation, you go to be with God is what it is. You're with the Lord. And you're forever with the Lord. Your loved ones that have went before are with God today. If they're saved, they're with God today. That's where they're at. They're with the Lord. Praise God for that. You see, the resurrection gives hope in a future, in heaven, an eternal life. That's what we have with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As far as a a thought here, you know the late Sir Michael Faraday. He was a scientist uh, in the 1800s. Well-known scientist. uh, And as he neared death, some uh, journalists were meeting with him and uh, getting some information. And one of them asked a question. They said, uh, what are your speculations about life after death? And they said that Mr. Faraday snapped right away. He said, speculations? He says, I know nothing about speculations. I deal in facts. And he goes, and I'm resting on certainties. I know that my Redeemer liveth, and because he lives, I shall live. Folks, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a fact. It happened. He's alive today. And because he's alive, all those that put their faith in him will live with him forever too. And that's what I want to close with this morning. Because Jesus arose, you have help today. You don't have to go alone in this world. You have help. Moms, dads, I tell you, it's difficult raising children today. You have help, though. You don't have to do it alone. 
Ask God for help. Pray to Him. Talk to Him. Read His Word. Share that with your children. Teach them the ways of God. You know, God's there to help you with that. In your family, in your home, in your marriage, God's there to help you. That's what He wants to do. He wants to help you. Uh, Your career, whatever God's called you to do. If He's called you, He's put you there, He's going to enable you to do it. He's got a purpose for your life. He's got a plan. And He's going to help you through that. You see, you have help today. Why? Because Christ is alive. And He's there to help you. We know that we can pray to God because He intercedes on our behalf. So we have someone up in heaven interceding on our behalf. So this morning, you have help. Second, you have hope for tomorrow. Uh, You may have a bad day today, but guess what? You can start over tomorrow with Christ. You have hope for tomorrow. Because Jesus Christ is alive. Because He's got a plan. He's got a purpose. Trust Him as you go forward in life. And then finally, you have heaven to look forward to. You have heaven to look forward to. You know, uh, uh, I'm not... I enjoy life. I'll just tell you this. I enjoy life. I'm not looking to go to, to end my life anytime soon. But I am excited about heaven. I am. The older I get, you know, some of the aches and pains. I'm more excited about heaven every day, you know. Uh, looking forward to a time with God. Looking forward to living without, not by faith, but by sight. We'll be with God. Looking forward to a reunion with family members. And friends that are there. See, I'm looking forward to that. That's what the resurrection gives us. It gives us heaven to look forward to. And that's a wonderful thought. You've been listening to the preaching of Pastor Ramirez of Central Baptist Church of Little Rock, Arkansas. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you would like more information about Pastor Ramirez or Central Baptist Church, please visit our website, centralbaptistchurch.org. Thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us again for another message from God's Word.